Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and we have the return of the Fantasy Fro this week after a leave of absence last week to some coaching duties. Uh, Fro, how are you today? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm glad to be back after uh, a week of uh, having to get up super early on a Thursday morning and driving a van full of kids. That was interesting, but uh, my, my team did pretty well. I was very happy the way they did that. It's actually uh, the best performance they've had since I've been coaching for five years, so really can't complain. It was all worth it. It's always good to uh, see that happen. But like I said, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy Fro. Where do the good people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Fro. Uh, be sure to visit our website, weknowfantasy.com. There you can find some great content from our great group of contributors, a lot of great weekly series. We just expanded to we have a weekly fantasy football, or a, of course we have fantasy football content. We have a weekly fantasy uh, basketball and hockey content now coming out. You know, uh, fantasy football is halfway over, sadly enough. We're winding down, and uh, we're going to try to keep some things going on the website and maybe do some podcasts in the future for some other sports. So if you're a big fan of other fantasy sports, hit us up there, visit us there. We're also looking for contributors to help us out. If you're a fantasy basketball guru, a fantasy baseball, anything like that, fantasy premier league, uh, hit us in the DMS and we'll, we'll discuss some things. Um, uh, every Monday I come out with the, we know fantasy waiver wire wishlist podcast. Last week I was joined by, uh, I was joined by Cody and I'm going to have, uh, some of our great contributors, t- uh, join me on that show moving forward now to add two different aspects to that show. And every Thursday night, we have the We Know Fantasy um, Contributors Podcast, where the group of our contributors, just as, as it sounds, comes on, talks different topics, and gives you a different pers- perspective of fantasy football. Besides that, Fro, uh, anything you want to add? Anything you, need, you feel pressing enough to uh, have our listeners know? I just think it's crazy how fast this season's going. Like, oh, we it's have insane. three weeks left of the regular season for, for fantasy, and then... You know, it just feels like the season's just beginning right now. Like, because my Eagles are four and four, so like they're right in the middle of their season. Whereas, you know, your 49ers are undefeated and they're they're prime for know, baby. you know they're they're prime for that that number one seed in the NFC that the Eagles had a few years ago. So I kind of know where you how you feel right now. Yeah, it's definitely exciting times over here as a 49ers fan because not only is this team rolling, this team's dominating. They're still very young too, so this could be a uh, you know spark for many years to come. But what's not a uh, get too far ahead of ourselves. But again, like the Fro said, it's, it's just cruising along. We're already halfway through the season, the regular season. Week eight eclipsed us. Like you said, we're three or four weeks away from the playoffs. So uh, we're getting down to it. A lot of things could happen between that three and four weeks. And um, we're going to talk about a few things here on our podcast that, uh, you know, could be beneficial for you uh, moving forward when it comes to reaching the fantasy football playoffs because that's that's ultimately what you need to do. Uh, once you get the playoffs, it just nothing hap- reg- or nothing that happened in the regular season really means anything unless you do a tie, you have record breakers, things of that nature, blah, blah, blah. But you just have to make it to the playoffs to play for a championship. So that's what the ultimate goal is right now. Uh, but today we're going to talk about the trades that happened, uh, go over some of the value there, you know, the Sanderson and, and possibly Drake deals. We're going to talk about some trades that didn't happen that could have, you know, changed a few things, an A.J. Green deal, uh, Robbie Anderson, uh, things of that nature. We'll, we'll touch briefly on uh, you know the re- the potential return this week of both the Sean Jackson, Devontae Adams, that fantasy impact for not only themselves but the team that they uh, you know the Packers and the Eagles respectively. And we're going to give you our projected since we're halfway through the season, our projected AFC NFC Championship games and our ultimate Super Bowl uh, matchups, who we think are, are going to reach there after watching eight weeks of football. Uh, so let's hop, let's, let's let's hop into things here. So some trades that went down. Uh, some of these, you know, went down last week. The, the, there was this is a ra- rather boring 
uh, trade deadline, nothing happened. There's a lot of, you know, hype around some names, you know, mainly like an AJ Green, Robbie Anderson, you had Trent Williams, you know, Jamal Adams, a lot of players like that in there, but nothing really happened. We saw Emmanuel Sanders get shipped from the Broncos to the 49ers, uh, Muhammad Sadu from the Falcons to the Patriots, and Kenyon Drake from Dolphins to, to Arizona. That's pretty much all the moves that were made in sense of fantasy football value. So let's kick it off. Let's talk about the Sanders deal. Uh, he gets shipped from Broncos to 49ers. Uh, is there a, a shift in value here for Sanders himself, Ro? For Sanders and fantasy-wise, um, it's a little bit. I think it's, he actually drops in value, but he still has some value fantasy-wise. For for actual NFL, it's awesome for the 49ers because they haven't really had a receiver that they can count on besides Kittle, who's a tight end. But the the issue with the 49ers and fantasy is there's just one, there's just so many of them. There's so many different guys they like to throw the ball, so many different guys they like to run the ball with. And they've only thrown the ball actually the second least amount of times than any other team in the NFL. So they just like to hammer their they like to run the ball a lot. So the issue is even though Emmanuel Sanders, he actually led the team in targets with for wide receivers with only five last week. And he did he had scored that touchdown early, but I think going forward, he's just a lot of risk. He just doesn't have enough volume in an offense that just they're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to get up in the game very early and often. And it's just, I mean, if you have Sanders, he's right now, he's nothing more than a flex option. Yeah, I've been saying this. I think his value went down as well because, you know, if you're in the Broncos, you're playing from behind, you're throwing the ball more. The 49ers actually run the ball on 50, 57% of plays. This is 4% more than the second place team that run the ball 53% of the, of the time. So, like Darfro said, the 49ers are going to get up often, and their for- and their defense is going to shut you down. You're not going to really catch up, so there's going to be no need for them to throw the ball. You know, Sanders will get his touchdowns here or there, but, you know, five or six targets pretty much is his ceiling. So he's got to capitalize on these five or six targets for this 49ers team, or he's pretty much not going to have anything there. So I think Sanders drops value. Uh, of course, you see, you know, uh, on the Denver side of things, you, you originally saw, you know, the likes of Court. Cortland Sutton moving up and possibly even Deshaun Hamilton, the Penn State product there. But then recent news came out that Joe Flacco may hit the IR and Brendan Allen came in and all that, you know, potential hype went away. Yeah, I don't I don't think Denver. I mean, Denver's just selling right now. And that that that, that team is a for fantasy is just really bad. Other than their running backs, you know, Royce Freeman is a nice flex option. Lindsay is a nice flex option. But right now there's no I mean, other than Sutton, there's really I don't trust anyone on that offense unless I'm in a deep league if I'm in a 12-man league and I'm really desperate for some out in the bye weeks maybe you know Deshaun Hamilton could do something he was did pretty well last year without Emmanuel Sanders but I just don't know how consistent he can be and you know if you're really pushing for a playoff spot or maybe you are in the playoffs in a few weeks you know you start a guy like like Hamilton I mean is he gonna be consistent is he gonna put up a goose egg you know going forward I wouldn't trust anyone on the Broncos other than you know Sutton and then the two running backs yeah, I'm there with you. It's just it, not much to talk about there. And then on the ter- on terms of 49ers, you know, there wasn't much value on fantasy-wise for their wide receivers to begin with. So nothing really changes there with Emmanuel Sanders and, you know, George Kittle still going to get the target. So nothing really changes for the 49ers side. But we saw Mohamed Sanu move from Atlanta to uh, the Patriots. And uh, that was probably the first deal I think that was done. Um, you know, big news there. The, the Patriots need a wide receiver help. They They lost... Uh, Josh Gordon, you know, the Antonio Brown situation didn't pan out. So they're looking for some help. They went and got Mohamed Sanu, who I think was getting held back in Atlanta uh, in a way. But even with this trade, I still think 
his value too drops from Atlanta to uh, Patriots. Do you agree there, Fro? Yeah, I think it does. Just in the fact is Atlanta is, you know, they just love to throw the ball a lot. They have to throw the ball a lot. They just, they're losing a lot of games. Their defense gives up a lot of points. So they're throwing the ball a lot. Whereas the Patriots, they, they throw the ball maybe in the first quarter, second quarter, but then once they get a big lead, all they do is run the ball. Sonny Michelle is just going to take all the goal line carries. You know, they know Tom Brady is not what he used to be, so that's why they have some good running backs in there. That's why they, they drafted Sonny Michelle, Damian Harris. I just don't think Mohamed Sanu is he's gonna he, I don't think he's gonna be consistent enough. The only guys on the Patriots, receiver wise, and I'm going, I mean, Julian Edelman has been a stud. He's been awesome. He's obviously gonna be Tom Brady's go to guy, but Sanu's gonna have his games here and there, but it's really gonna be tough to start him unless something, you know, crazy happens in that offense. Yeah, I'm there with you. And then we saw Kenyon Drake get moved from Balt or uh, Miami to Arizona. And that was because, you know, Chase Evans has a hamstring injury, could be out a few weeks. David Johnson's having this battle with lingering injuries. They really needed that depth. And, and I think they gave up pretty much nothing for Kenyon Drake. And he's still a pretty young guy. I think he's 25 or 26. So I still think, you know, on the depth chart, you're going to see Chase Evans. You're going to see David Johnson above Kenyon Drake. But at this point, even uh, I guess tomorrow when the when they play the 49ers, if you're listening on Wednesday, um, Drake maybe their their go to back, but they also may lean towards a, a running back by committee because it's his first week there, a short week coming back. Even if he plays tomorrow, to be honest, uh, you know they have Zenner who they signed. Uh, I think they also signed Zach Morris, um, not Zach Morris. Who am I thinking? Alfred Morris. I apologize. Uh, mm. Zach Zenner. So um, I don't think there's much. There's much to take away from this. I think they just needed that running back depth to, you know, they're not really in contention for anything. They're not going to be a playoff team. So it's kind of a surprising move, but uh, maybe there's something more to this David uh, Johnson or this, or this chase Edmond, you know, um, injury than we know. But again, if he does get a lot of carries, he's playing the four ers defense, which, you know, is one of the best against the run. And they're going to shut him down anyways. Yeah. It's going to be very tough tomorrow. Or, yeah. Tomorrow. I don't, unless you're desperate, I don't think you really can start anyone. Any anyone on the Cardinals tomorrow because that 49ers defense is so good. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, you know, it's been a few years of down here in the 49ers uh, fanhood, so it's great to see that. But let's talk about a few trades that didn't happen that we thought were going to happen, or there was a lot of speculation about happening. Uh, I guess you can kick this off. What is one deal that you were you or a one player you're hoping to see move? Uh, maybe as a fan of the NFL or a fan of this player, or just as a fantasy football owner uh, in general. Well, I mean, I'm going to go with the guy who I actually mentioned in a possible trade, you know, a few weeks ago was uh, Robbie Anderson on the Jets. You know, the Eagles tried to get him last year. They couldn't get him. And then, you know, this year the Jets were, you know, they were the talk of the town saying they're going to pretty much sell the house. They're going to, you know, they're going to trade Jamal Adams. They were going to trade Le'Veon Bell. They were going to trade Robbie Anderson. None of that even happened. You know, it's all smoke. They probably they kind of waited a little bit too close to the trade deadline, I think, to negotiate a deal. But Robbie Anderson would have been great if he went somewhere else because, I mean, he's a great player. The Eagles obviously need a healthy speedster behind Deshaun Jackson or maybe even in front of Deshaun Jackson if he never gets healthy. But, I mean, Robbie Anderson, if he can if he can finally, you know, start clicking with, with Darnold and Darnold can stay healthy, he has all the potential in the world. But – you know, that the trade never happened. So it, it'd be interesting to see what happens. You know, when your name is on the trade block, how are you going to handle it? Are you going to have a chip on your shoulder? Or are you just going to kind of brush it off and be like, well, whatever, they don't want me. You know, how we'll, we'll find out what happens there. Yeah, I really thought, I don't know if it 
really thought, but I thought something was going to happen for for Robbie Anderson. Maybe the maybe the like the Eagles made an offer. I think it was like a fourth round pick last year, or something like that. Maybe they were going to come back in and maybe offer that again to try to get him since they're trying to sell the team there. But nothing really happened. Another guy I thought was going to move was AJ Green. I know the Bengals don't have a history of trading players midseason. Uh, they don't have a history of much happening there in Cincinnati, to be honest. But uh, I really thought they may move on from AJ Green. It's taken him a while to get back from this injury. Um, you know, this team's obviously in tank mode. They just benched Andy Dalton for uh, Ryan Finley. They're going to give him a go. It's a winless team. You know, A.J. Green is, I think, he's, what, 30-31, getting towards the end of his value, trying to get something for him. But they held on to him. You know, Zach Taylor said they weren't going to trade him. And I really thought he was going to be someone that, you know, you could see in a Patriots uniform or or sent somewhere else to, to you know, finish his career out. Or, you know, I don't know what his contract is right now, if he's a year or two years to go. But uh, I just thought it was going to be something different for A.J. Green, but nothing really panned out there as well. And uh, in terms of other trades, those are kind of the big-name fantasy football value. Like the throw said, he threw out Le'Veon Bell. There was some speculation that the Jets made trade then. They later came back, re, you know, recanted that and said they weren't going to trade him. But imagine if Le'Veon Bell went to, like, the Houston Texans. How amazing would that be? Yeah, that would be, that'd be something because the Texans are, are one of those teams that they're just quietly good. You know, Deshaun Watson, he's at, for whatever reason, he just blows up in every second, every second half. You know, I just, I, I actually had Deshaun Watson in our dynasty league. So I, you know, it's a little quiet for a little bit. And all of a sudden, Deshaun Jackson touchdown the fell. Deshaun Jack, or Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson touchdown. You're thinking fell. too yeah. much of that. <laughs> hoping wish, too much. I'm hoping way too much that Deshaun Jackson comes back. But no, but Watson, Deshaun Watson is just so good. And, you know, the offense is so good. And they, they don't quite have that running back. Lamar Miller got hurt at the beginning of the season. At Will Fuller's hurt, and this team is just—you know—I don't know if they're ever going to be able to put it together. But that would have been really cool. But I don't—I can't see any team taking on Le'Veon Bell's contract. You know, it's—it's just—it's just crazy to think. But if you're a Steelers fan, you're—you are on cloud nine right now because you know you that they got it right by getting rid of Le'Veon Bell. They got it right by getting rid of Antonio Brown. So that's one good thing going on there, and it's just. The trade deadline is not a lot happened. We were just kind of waiting and waiting and waiting. And as Eagles fans, obviously, we were trying to get a cornerback. Hope maybe Chris Harris or Darius Slay. Nothing ever came of it. You know, our phones didn't blow up. Nothing really happened. So not a lot of fancy, fancy changes going on for sure. Yeah, you know, most years you get that one or two big changes that really, you know, sends a shockwave through the fantasy community. We didn't get that. Um, we all were hoping for that just for, you know, for us, for some content to talk about, uh, you know, as fantasy football fans, just to see if, you know, if a Le'Veon Bell were to change teams. You know, I was a guy who bought in Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell heavy because I, I thought and I knew that he's going to get a ton of touches. Which he is. He is. It's just Not the Jets are so bad that he can't do anything with it because that <laughs> the team is, is, is pretty awful. They know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to use Le'Veon Bell forever and ever. And they, you know, you just you can just send your defense that way to uh, stop things. But, uh, yeah, like the Fro said, very limited uh you know, uh, very limited trade deadline. Not much happened. Some things could have happened. It sent some shockwaves, but they didn't. So let's talk about some returns of some big name players here. You know, let's kick it off. Devontae Adams has been out for what's it? What's it been now? Four, five weeks. Oh my god, uh, way too many weeks. Yeah, you know, this is a guy. People like myself. I had him as a wide receiver one coming to the season. He was a first round, second round draft pick. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers go to guy, and Aaron Rodgers uh, for the last two or three weeks is blowing up even you know, without just, him yeah <laughs> yeah even without him he's he's throwing a guys that you know like 
MVS, you know, he's not that good of a receiver, but Aaron Rodgers makes him look good. Jerome Ellison isn't that good of a receiver. Aaron Rodgers makes him look good. He threw for six touchdowns or had a six total touchdowns. I think five were passing. One was rushing the other day. To the, to these guys. So imagine if Devontae Adams gets back into this team. It's absolutely cruising. I think they got a new uh, new offensive coordinator or something like that in, in Green Bay or, you know, uh, some more play calling ability has been transferred to Aaron Rodgers and things are going crazy there. So if you were a, a guy who held on to Devonta Adams to this point and didn't, you know, jump ship or or sell him off, you're going to be rewarded in a big way. And hopefully, you know, you're a you're a, you know, maybe a four and four team or a five and three team. And you get Devonta Adams who practiced for the first time today. Than he has since that, you know, that turf toe injury or, the, or I think he tore ligaments in his toe or something like that. Um, but this is a this is a game changer. You're going to get this guy who's in this offense that's putting up five passing touchdowns. You know that Devonte Adams is the go-to guy there. In that game, he he went down in. Uh, he he was going off. I think he had like what 150 yards in the first half or something like that. Yeah, against the Eagles, that was nuts. He went absolutely off. And then yeah, he got hurt in the fourth quarter of that game. He put up so it was ten receptions, 180 yards, no That's touchdowns. 180. Wow. Yeah, hasn't hasn't scored any touchdowns yet. But the dude is just he's so talented, and Rodgers just peppers him with with targets. And he would have easily shattered like 220 <laughs> receiving yards against the Eagles in week four. So he's been out four weeks now, and he's you know they said it wasn't going to be that long of an injury, but as somebody as myself who's actually had a toe injury, I broke my toe my senior year of high school, and it was not fun. It's just one of those things that like you don't understand what you have until you can't use it the right way. So, you know, turf toe is not something fun. As soon as you step, your whole entire foot is just screeching. So I don't blame him for taking as much time off. And as a uh, Devontae Adams owner in our league together, I was very lucky to weather the storm as I am on a nice three-game win streak here. But, you know, having Devontae Adams come back for the playoff push in fantasy will be certainly nice because they have, you know, week after week 12, they play the 49ers. But then in week 13, they play the Giants. Week 14, they get the Redskins. You know, so if you're in the first round right there, your playoff, you're you're sitting pretty with him. Yeah, this is a like I said, a game changer. I own him in a few leagues because I was very high on him as my wide receiver one. You know, he was falling to wide receiver four in some drafts, so I was scooping up in the second round when you know I went running back first round. So I hope to get him back as well. But another big name here, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, hoping to get Deshaun Jackson back soon. You know, that first week he absolutely went bonkers. I think what was it, two touchdowns with him and Carl or uh, Carson Wentz hooking up. Yeah, that was nice. That was so good. And, you know, that was just kind of so easy to predict on my end because it was all the talk of training camp was, you know, Deshaun Jackson going deep to Carson Wentz because Wentz hasn't really had that guy. Every time the Eagles, if we had Tory, what, Tory Smith, he's not anywhere near as good as Deshaun Jackson. Then we had Mike Wallace last year, but he got hurt. And now we had Deshaun Jackson this year, but he got hurt after the first game. He had freaking eight receptions, 154 yards, two touchdowns week one. And we're over here like talking about how Deshaun Jackson could be like a top 20 receiver in fantasy for the year. And then, of course, he got hurt. His abdomen, you know, he, he slightly tore his abdomen, which apparently is a lot harder to deal with as it is. I mean, I, I don't know exactly. It's very – they said it was his groin. Then they said it was his abdomen. Whatever it is, it just – it just wasn't quite healing. We didn't want to quite get surgery, but they're they're hoping he can start this week. And I'm I'm seeing things on Twitter that you know people are pretty optimistic that he should be back soon. But I've been seeing that for weeks. So I don't know what to believe. Yeah, it's the same thing with Devonta Adams. It seems like every week he he's questionable, and then you know come the game time he's out. It's just been happening with him uh, and Adams. So we're hoping to get these guys back soon. You know, I'm I'm not you know 
a, I'm not a uh, Deshaun Jackson owner anyways, but I just love to see the dude play. And Carson Wentz has that, that has that wonderful deep ball. Um, love right the Eagles. He has this wonderful deep ball, and you love to see how beautiful it is when it connects with Deshaun Jackson over the top. It just he lacks that currently with the receivers he has. You know, Nelson Aguilar can't catch a single thing. Um, you know, and then you know Alshon Jeffrey's limited with his, what, his size and what you know he's a big guy with the middle who's gonna catch your ball. But uh, you know, hopefully he's a guy that's gonna come back in. You know, maybe under the radar. I doubt he's owned in many leagues. I don't think I'm ahead what his percentage owned is, but he's going to be available on waiver wires. And this is a guy you can get back for a, uh, for a playoff push. What does the, the Eagles um, uh, playoff schedule look like for him? So Deshaun Jackson, he's owned in just over 60 ESPN leagues. Okay. Um, you know, depending on what you're in, you know, if you're in a 10 team league, you probably drop him. If you're in a 12 man league like myself, I just, I just stuck, stuck with him for the hope that he returned at some point. But um, so let me look here. So week 13, which would be most first week of fantasy playoffs, we get Miami. So beautiful. beautiful. Week 14, we get the Giants. Beautiful. beautiful. Week 15, we get the Redskins. Oh, beautiful. my goodness. Week 16, we get Dallas in Philly. I guarantee there's a touchdown in that game. So, uh, yeah. And if you do play in week 17, which actually our league is, uh, if we goes to week 17, I have yet to change that. I don't know why. We just, that's just how it's always been. But it'll be the, at the Giants. So uh, that's probably one of the softest fancy playoff schedules you can get. Yeah. So if, if I were you right now, listen to this podcast, I would go out, you know, if you're, even if you're a 10 man, 12 man, go in there, make a claim for, uh, or I guess the waiver period is, has, has passed. Right now. So just yeah. go add Sean Jackson. He's owning 40% of Yahoo. I mean, ESPN. So I'm assuming he's around 50 to 60% owned in, um, in Yahoo. Cause Yahoo is a little bit behind ESPN in terms of ownership. So, or the other way around, whatever he's, he's going to be available in, in, in a good amount of leagues. So go out, stash this guy, because what the fro just said, that playoff schedule is juicy and he's going to score some touchdowns as soon as he gets back. So let's talk about something a little bit different here, a little bit fun. This isn't a really a fancy football thing for us, but we're talking about who we expect to, uh, you know, face off in the NFC Championship game, the AFC Championship game, and then ultimately our Super Bowl uh, matchup and our Super Bowl champion. So um, let's start with the AFC. We're both NFC guys. You know, you're an Eagles, I'm a 49ers guy. So let's talk. Let's start with the AFC. I'll let you start with the AFC. Who would you, uh, at this point in the season, we just eclipsed week eight, midway through the season, essentially, you know, it's week 17, but half of this season, who would you who would you at this at this point pick to play in the AFC Championship game? All right, so obviously I'm going with the Patriots because I mean you had to be stupid not to pick the Patriots to at least make the AFC Championship game. So their opponent will be the Baltimore Ravens because they have just put together such a good product in such a short amount of time. You know, I talked all offseason about Mr. Lamar Jackson and how they brought in the offensive coordinator who wants to run the ball a lot. And as long as he stays healthy, this, you know, the sky is the limit for this team. They have a good enough defense. And what I think would happen if we get the Ravens versus the Patriots in the AFC Championship, you know, on paper, I bet you the total is going to be up to like, you know, fifth, over under 52, 53. But it's probably going to be one of the lower scoring games just because that's how like Patriots, Ravens football would be. And I, I mean, it's it's got to be the winner of that game has got to be the Patriots going to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Yeah, so I'm gonna jump in here. Obviously, not gonna make any waves. New England Patriots AFC Championship game, but I'm gonna go with Houston Texans. I really love Deshaun Watson this year. I really love this team. You know, Will Fuller. He he'll, he'll be back in a few weeks. I know they just lost JJ Watt for the season, 
he's a I hate to say it, he's a pretty overrated defender as it is, whatever. Um their defense is suspect, you know, so isn't every other AFC defense beside the New England Patriots. I know they're second in the division right now to the Colts, who are surprisingly five and two. Who would have predicted that when Andrew Luck retired at the beginning of the season? But uh the, you know, the Texans have so much firepower, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Kenny Stills, Will Fork comes back. Carlos Hyde's actually looking somewhat competent as a running back. You know, they improved the offensive line. Their defense is not horrible. You know, their secondary is a little suspect, but I think he comes through. Deshaun Watson leads them to a deep playoff run, but ultimately it's the New England Patriots because you're not going to beat the uh, the New England Patriots who are, you know, this is arguably one of their better New England Patriots teams we've seen somehow. Their defense is doing things that no other defense has ever done. And like, if they keep this pace up, it's going to be, they're going to go down as one of the greatest defenses in the history of the NFL. Yeah, that's unreal. They've actually, I think, I think the Patriots defense and fancy is like seventh best fancy player right now. And it's, it's been awesome. It is one, it has won me weeks, <laughs> obviously against you. <laughs> yeah, it did. It's, it's just unreal how good they do. And you, every week you're like, all right, they're going to come back down the earth. <laughs> and they never do. They put up like 20 points every single week. And it's just, it's, just, it's all, it's great to watch. It really is. Yeah, it's one of those things like I lost the fro because that last second Jets uh, muffed punt with like two minutes ago in a game that was out of hand anyways. So I was pretty salty about that. But I saw something that was like before the week eight game. I'm not sure what the, the, the thing is now, but if the New England Patriots offense never took the field, they would still be three, three and one because their defense has scored that many points. Absolutely insane. Uh, that's a defense, you know, Tom Brady's not going to make mistakes. That team, you know, Bill Belichick's not going to make mistakes. They have some good players in, you know, position. All, always a good offensive line. Going to run the ball very well, you know, tear you down and then hit you with some Julian Edelman here, there, Julian Edelman here, there, you know, Mohamed Sanu downfield, you know, Phil Dorsett downfield. So Patriots on the Super Bowl as well. So let's kick it off the NFC. You know, we're both NFC guys here. You know, I actually have my team and, and some of, uh, of contention here that, you know, and the Froze Eagles aren't out of it. You know, the, the, the NFC East is always wide open. What are they, second right now to the Cowboys? And that's only because the Cowboys had a bye week already. Yeah, that, so, yeah, we, yeah, we lost to Dallas, and now we're 4-4. Four and four. We just beat Buffalo, so we're, we're still in it. Yeah, you're still in it. You know, my 49ers are 7-0. and uh, They play tomorrow night. Uh Thursday night football against Arizona Cardinals. I'm hoping, you know, this could be a trap game. It's in Arizona. So I'm hoping they can come out a and O before they hit a pretty hard uh, you know, stretch of schedule. They have, you know, they have the Saint or the Seahawks twice. They have the saints and they have the cat or the Packers in there. So that's some, some hard football coming up. So I hope they get to eight and O before they hit that buzzsaw, but I'll kick it off here. Since you started off with the, uh, with the uh, AFC guys, and I don't know if this because I'm a fan of this team. I don't want to, you know, sound like a homer and pick them. I'm not going to go 49ers. I'm going to go Packers versus the Saints in the NFC title game. Uh, you know, the Packers are doing this without Devontae Adams, and Saints went 5-0 and without Drew Brees, and they're doing it without Alvin Kamara, too. So they're two best offensive players not there, and they're still 7-1. and Absolutely insane. I think they're on a, uh, you know, a redemption tour from last season where they should have played in the Super Bowl. You know, that awful, awful missed call that, that sent the Rams to the Super Bowl. So uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, making a deep playoff run. And, you know, that's kind of what happens in Aaron Rodgers' career. You know, he's that one ring. Um, you know, this is a more complete Packers team we've, we've ever seen. Their defense is actually good. A lot of things. Aaron Jones is actually very, very good. Offensive lines kind of hold things together. Good receivers. But I think it's too much. I think the Saints... Versus the Patriots will be, uh, what Super Bowl are we on now? 50 what? This is 54. 54, okay. So, yeah, Saints, Patriots, Super Bowl 54 on my end. All right, so I'm going to go, 
with my NFC representatives. I'm going with the Packers, and I'm going with Nate's 49ers because go. I'm, I'm going to be his homer because I mean he. I mean, the 49ers are the best team in the NFC right now. They're they're a notch below the Patriots, not very much. You know, as as me being a homer for the Eagles, obviously, what I see in the 49ers is what is what we we witnessed in 2017 with the Eagles. You know, they came off a disappointing disappointing season. They had a lot of injuries. You know, nobody expected them to do that well, going undefeated, and they just run the ball so well. Their defense plays so hard, and they have a very capable quarterback, Jimmy G, because Nate will let you know when they that he has a what a, was it fifteen and two Garoppolo or whatever his his uh, record is as a starter. So Garoppolo can get it done. Um, was it Shanahan has the he always just has this offense clicking on all cylinders. Even when guys are hurt, somebody steps up. So I think the 49ers are going to be a force to reckon with in the NFC, and obviously the Packers. Nobody can. I mean, the thing about the Packers, they used to be so one-dimensional. They should just run. They throw the ball, throw the ball. Now they have a running game. They have two two great running backs. They have Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. It's been unreal what they've been able to do after starting off. You know, they started off pretty slow, and you know, as far as fantasy goes, but they they've really clicked it on. And defense took a little bit of a step back, but I think. Packers, 49ers, and then my NFC representative in the Super Bowl is going to be the 49ers. I can only hope. I would be so happy. You know, 2012 was such a heartbreak for me. I need it to happen. Um, but something, something uh, you know, you may not know about the 49ers. They're doing this right now, 7-0. They're playing with their fourth and fifth string tackles. Their left tackle and their right tackle are their fourth and fifth strings tackles. And they're still running the balls, you know, better than anyone else in the league. And yeah, Yushek too. Yeah, Kyle Yushek, who is arguably their most important offensive player, out. Uh, he'll be back in a few weeks. Doing it without him, they were without you know their second best you know starting cornerback. So they they faced injuries, and they're only getting these players back. You know, Mike McClinchy's coming back, Joe Staley's coming back, Yushek's coming back. Uh, a lot of things are still coming back. They just got Emmanuel Sanders, so a lot of good things happen. The Four Niners, and uh, you know. Nick Bosa just had a three sack and an interception game last week. It was insane. If you were if you weren't able to see that interception he had, he's an absolute freak. So I kind of didn't pick the 49ers because I don't want to a jinx myself and talking about them hyping them up right now. Uh, but I hope they can do it. You know, like Defro said, Jimmy G is 15 and two as a starter in the NFL. Absolutely insane. Love me some Jimmy G. Love me the 49ers. So I can only hope this happens. So that's it for today. You know, a little bit different there. We touched on some fantasy football content in terms of trades. You know, we didn't get what we expected at the trade deadline. Uh, but, you know, then we went in with our uh, with our picks, which is, you know, always fun to do. It's always fun to, uh, you know, see where we are in halfway through the season and, and you know, and, and touch back on this maybe. We won't be doing podcasts at the point of the, uh, at the point of the, uh, you know, season because when the playoffs, the fantasy football will be done at that point. But maybe we re- re- revisit this on Twitter and see how we did in the future. But, uh, again, quick uh, throw, where do the good people find you on social media? You can find me exclusively on Twitter at We Know Fantasy. That's not your handle. <laughs> <laughs> at Fantasy Pro. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you're looking for fantasy fro and you uh, type in Wino Fantasy, you're probably not going to find You'll probably them, find right? me at least somewhere on that page. Yeah, but... you'll, you'll be tagged somewhere, but you're not going to um, find exclusive fantasy fro content. Yeah, you're not going to find me there. <laughs> but since the fro's already plugging me, I'm Nate with Wino Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Wino Fantasy. Be sure to visit WinoFantasy.com for some uh, great uh, fantasy football content. We're adding fantasy hockey and fantasy basketball content weekly as well. So uh, again, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you as always for tuning in and listening to us, you know, blabber on here Wednesday evenings. Hope you guys enjoy it. I'll see you next week. Peace.